you're listening to the Freelancer Codex, a podcast brought to you by the Shut Up and Respawn Network. Welcome everyone to episode 132 of the Freelancer Codex podcast, the longest running podcast that we have been hosting. I am your host, Steve. I'm here with my three co-hosts. We've got Mike on deck. Mike, how's it going? Shout out to the peeps, Mike. It's going well. How's everybody doing? We're here with everybody's doing okay and got to watch the Xbox um, show today. Was that today? Stuff. Somebody somebody told me it was. I don't know. I don't know when, honestly. Um, uh, But but yeah, there's some cool stuff out. I'm not sure when they came out, but some cool stuff. Really exciting things. Um, I mean, that would be Devin's freaking out over here. He's like super stoked and excited for what's going on. And could you imagine? He knows. Could you imagine if, like, someone totally forgot, like, the biggest day of gaming news for the entire year today? I mean, I have no idea what would happen to that person. We're here with JD. JD, welcome back. How's it going, JD? It is going. I have survived. I am back. That's where we're going to leave it. (laughs) All right, Devin. We've got Devin back. And Devin, I can feel feel the excitement over on your side of the planet. Yes. It's a great day. I mean, it was so, started out rough, but it was a great day. <laughs> um, let's see. The dunk, the drunk Superman says the two greatest months yeah. of my life. Drunk Superman, thanks <laughs> for the uh, for the sub. I hope we make it the best two years of your life, also. I appreciate you. That's what that's what we try to do. Thanks, drunk <laughs> Superman. Um, drunk Superman plays a lot of games with Devin. Um, I guess the drunk Superman would the drunk Superman just be Hancock, right? Did they make that movie? <laughs> Where Will Smith was just drunk and he was pretty much like Superman. Pretty sure they I think made so. that movie. Yep. Yeah, it's, seems about right. <laughs> He's like unsubscribed. How dare you? Unsub. <laughs> this content is terrible. How dare you? You call me Will Smith? Hey, I would. I would. If someone called me Will Smith, I would take that as a compliment. So thank you everyone for being here. This is again episode 132. We've got a lot of things to go over. Xbox dropped a lot of news. So let's go ahead and let's do the let's do all the fun stuff we do at the beginning. First of all, if you want to leave us a message, you could do that at freelancer working at freelancercodex at gmail.com. Drop yeah. us an email if you have questions, comments, concerns, anything, you do you can do that there. Um also, if you would like to support us, you can do so at patreon.com slash freelancer codex. This show will always be free, so you don't have to worry about it going away. But if you want to throw some support, you can do that there. You can also do, um, you can support us over on Twitch through subs. There's a lot of places you can do that. So, Or you can just go review us on whatever podcast catcher you use. Devin, put your glasses back on, please. You look I'm super weird. My, my glasses. Okay, I was like, I don't know who that guy is. It's like Devin without glasses. Um, but yeah, there's many places you can support us and we appreciate all the support that everyone gives us through all the different ways that you do that. So thank you very much. Um, but we would like to especially thank Julius, Nathan B, Michael R, Trent B, Man and Still, Scout 69, Dragonheart 76, Jeffrey H, Gameplay Experience, and our newest patron RZ. So thank you everyone for supporting us there. Um, and we hope you continue to do so and we hope we provide you good entertainment and good content. So cool. Um, without with that out of the way, I kind of want to talk about the things that we have been doing this week before we jump into all the news, because we've got a couple things that we've all been doing. So we want to talk about that real quick before we jump into the Xbox stuff. So Mike, what have you been up to this week? 
So I have been trying to get back into the swing of things and trying to spend some more time playing some games. So I jumped on Steam and just went on a browsing um, binge. I don't know if I you binge browsing, but I went on browsing and I found a game that kind of stood out to me. It is called Legends of Aria. Um, it is, it is, it is challenging. What is it? <laughs> it's challenging. Um, it's, it seems really fun. Um, I, I haven't spent a whole lot of time in, in it. There's a lot of things to consider. It's very much, um, very, very RPG, very build your own character, trick it the way you want to, um, you know, fight the things, learn the skills. Um, pretty cool, pretty cool to begin with. I, I haven't gotten too far into it. Um, kind of a lot to take in. Um, definitely probably not the best choice to make if you're looking for like a casual type game. This one is, this one requires lots and lots of attention. Unfortunately, I couldn't give it too much um, at the time that I got it. It was in between nap times. So not naps for me, but naps for the kiddos. Um, and it just wasn't enough time to really do a, do a, a sufficient deep dive. It looks fun. I'll return to it. Um, I'll check it out. I'll try it. Um, but yeah, so uh, Legends of Aria. It's on Steam and it's free to play. So. so so, this is a really interesting game, Mike, that I, like, just looking at the Steam page, this isn't something that I would say, like, hey, Mike would really be into this. Like, what, what made you, like, download trying, Legends of Aria? Just trying something different? Just trying something new and trying to broaden horizons and, and kind of see you know, see kind of what genres I like. Um, maybe there's something out there that I'm like, why didn't I know this before? And how come I hadn't seen these this genre before? And why haven't I been playing these? But but we'll see. This one, this one I don't have a, a super good taste in my mouth currently. I'll have to return to it and really give it some time and spend time with it to see if it's something that I'm gonna, that I'm really gonna get into. But, you know, for, for those who are into that type of RPG, um, I think of our uh, I think of our D and D campaign that we did, and so it kind of brings back, you know, some some shady memories of things and <laughs> gnomes so, and arrows and things. So so maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's that's what I've I've got that I'm going back to. But I don't know. We'll we'll try it. We'll check it out, and then we'll continue to we'll continue to go on Steam and look for stuff and and see what's coming and play some of those things that are hopefully going to come. So. Yeah, so for the for the curious people, this game is very much like RuneScape or old Ultima Online. It actually had it actually says that it was um, um, built by the former director of Ultima Online. So you can definitely see that style and that influence in this game. So interesting, cool, Mike. I'm glad you're trying new things and getting back into trying to figure out what you like to play. So Devin, what if? Right? Yeah, I mean you got to try. So Devin, what have you been up to? <laughs> <laughs> flying a pelican uh no <laughs> uh no i've been playing a lot of halo 5 right uh, streaming monday wednesday and friday evenings just having a great time uh playing with some people in the community playing with some friends uh and then in between that i'm trying to play through ghost of tsushima um i was originally trying to get it done before um okay horizon comes out on pc on right. august 7th but uh, I found myself just like trying to rush through stuff. And I was like, I'm not giving this game a fair shake, just trying to force my Mainline way through. It. And it wasn't very fun doing it that way. And so I said, well, you know, I'll just have to wait to play Horizon until I'm done with this. Um, because it is, it's a beautiful game. It's a lot of fun to play. Uh, but I can only get about maybe six hours a week on it. Um, 
just due to time constraints and everything else that I'm doing. Um, but it, it's really what, good. Go ahead. What's your, what's your favorite part of ghosts? Uh, my favorite part really is kind of just the setting, like the whole, the environment. Um, you know, the, the combat's not bad. It's pretty good. But I would say just the setting of uh, being in Japan is pretty okay. cool because I've always wanted to go to Japan. And um, there's one thing that really bugs me, though, about the environment is like the, there's like leaves or stuff like blowing through the air all the time. Right. And I mean, we live in a semi-windy place and there's never like leaves in the air all, all the time. I mean, right. <laughs> Even when the cottonwood trees, which produce so much stuff in the air, there's never that much in the air all the time. You should ask so, Mike if there is, because I'm sure Mike would. I mean, even uh, if it's not in the air, the though. <laughs> even if it's not in the air, right? I yeah, uh, I know what you mean. You know, but it's just like they do it for the photo mode, which is great. It's super easy to use. Um, but it's just Be- like it's kind of annoying that it's there all the time. But. Yes, because one of the things that a lot of people have been talking about is that they like some people really like that you're, the directions are given through the wind and those indicators and other people like really hate it. Like as someone that plays a ton of Sea of Thieves, like, I mean, do you like it or do you think it's, is it done uh, well? Is it not for done me, well? The, the, the wind is fine, but one of the upgrades, so there's another really, uh, sorry, my nose is itching, uh, annoying kind of upgrade. It's good in the sense because it, it like vibrates the controller when you're near um an item that you're trying to find like a collectible but uh-huh. uh so it's part of like a two there's a couple different things that upgrade with it and so like the first part of it is it vibrates when you're within 30 feet of an item okay and then the next one is 60 feet of within an item but that could be anywhere it doesn't give you like a direction right uh so you just have to keep wandering around until you find it uh, which is kind of a little bit annoying um but and then it's not it's not too bad except for when you're like just wandering around and it just keeps vibrating all the time. It's like <laughs> gotcha. Um, so that's that's kind of a little bit annoying. But maybe they're they're I know they're excited about the haptic feedback in the Dual Sense for the PlayStation Five. So maybe they'll you know incorporate that a little bit better to kind of give you a direction through the the vibration of where it's at. I don't know. Oh. So as do you think that they'll that they'll put out a port for the PS5? Is it coming to PlayStation 5? I guess I haven't done I mean, any I'm research to know if it is or not. backwards compatible hopefully. Um do you think they would add, take the time to add that in for the haptic um controller? I would hope so. I mean they I mean they themselves are the ones who spoke out and said they're excited for it. Um right. so I don't know maybe I mean the one thing for me though is like the uh hardware is definitely holding the holding the game back. Um you know, like I've kind of talked to you about this, but there's a little bit of loading issues, a little bit of uh, problems with, you know, the one thing I, I don't really like is can, when there's not consistency where some trees you can't walk through, other trees you can just go right through. Um, so that's, a that's like the that's like the Forza Horizon problem. It's like, can I run into this tree or can I not run into this <laughs> tree I'm while not? I'm driving? Or there's also several like camera issues. So there's a lot of places where they need you to climb under stuff. You can climb under yeah. most of the homes and different things. But when you're trying to exit, and sometimes even when you're trying to enter, like the camera gets stuck and so you can't move. And so you have to like maneuver the character around until it finally clears whatever it's stuck on. So it starts the animation of letting you out or in. Cool. So. Well, I'm, I'm excited that you're, I'm glad that you're having a lot of fun with it. JD, it looks like you've been playing Ghost as well. 
Yeah, yeah, I've been uh, basically uh, just, uh, so I, I stream it just to a couple of friends um, every, uh, like maybe like twice a week so far. Um, I think I might stream it again after I'm done with the podcast. Uh, just, you know, because, you know, I get to interact with my friends. You get to watch me play games. Uh, and <laughs> they're basically riffing like an episode of uh, MST3K. But, um, yeah, it's um, it's hard to deny the comparisons uh, for the people calling it um, basically uh, Assassin's Creed Japan. Because um, it does kind of feel like that. Um, I know I totally get what Devin is saying about um, <laughs> about the camera. The camera has some really surprising um, issues, especially during combat. And maybe you've run into the same issue, but uh, especially like when you're fighting, um, it doesn't seem like they have a really good, um, what's the, what's the word? Auto center? Uh, not, not, or... not even, not even that. Like, uh, it's like sometimes like, so like if the camera is behind something in like other games or if it's stuck in an object, um, usually, like other games, they have that object go transparent so it doesn't obstruct the view of the action. Um, but, uh, yeah, and this yeah, this doesn't do that. This doesn't do that. I've I've actually died a couple of times, uh, or have had like really bad situations happen during combat just because the camera got stuck behind a tree and I'm looking at a bush or a bunch of leaves <laughs> or, or or broken down rickety fence instead of like the three enemies that are surrounding me and I have to just like quickly just jam the right uh well the right analog stick to kind of like be looking where i needed to do you think but, the camera is like a little too close like sometimes i feel like the third person camera is too close to the character model i i think i i think it would be better if the camera just actually stayed consistent in how it moved because sometimes it moves on its own and other times it just stays in place um like it, like sometimes it follows the action on its own sometimes it just stays in place and that inconsistency is really jarring because it just just decides like arbitrarily to just like stop following you and it'll just kind of hold in one place as opposed to moving the action um so yeah I, but I, i'm i'm enjoying it so far a lot of really cool um art design i like the um the little legends that they have um that are still animated in those kinds of uh uh, like infamous uh, one, two, and Second Son fashion, where it's kind of like uh, just a bunch of like 2D still like animated graphics. Uh, I like that. Um, only other thing I've been doing aside from that is I've been getting back into Destiny 2, uh, which has been way more fun than I was expecting. I dropped off before Forsaken uh, dropped. Um, and playing through all the content, really quickly has been fun. I don't know that it was necessarily fun for all the Destiny players who had to wait three years to get that amount of content. Um, but yeah, it was def it's definitely been a lot of fun. Um, so I'm, yeah, Destiny's fun, are, Ghost of Tsushima's fun. Are you playing on, where are you playing Destiny? Are you like, are you still on your Xbox or are you? Nope, I have been using my PC more and more cool. now that I have a, cool PC. Uh, Destiny 2 on PC is really cool. Uh, I, I'm really enjoying it and uh, really ex I'm actually excited for the um, Beyond Light expansion. I didn't think I would be excited for Destiny 2 ever again and here we are. So, <laughs> Well, very cool. You watched there's the trailer, a... didn't you? They got yeah, of course they did. Of course they did. They got me. 
All right, very cool. So with that out of the way, oh, I guess I can talk about things that I'm doing. So I'm playing a game called Binary Domain on Stream. It is a game that came out in 2012. It's about this group of people that are trying to infiltrate um, this agency that's making robots and trying to pass people off for robots. It is very Japanese. It is written. Um, yeah, it, 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 has some, it has some pretty cringeworthy writing and dialogue. It's interesting so far. It was um, Tavira, one of our one of our followers that jumps in the streams with us a lot of the time, said, "Hey, try this game." So he bought the game and gave it to me, and I was like, "I'll try it. You buy it. I'll try it." So we're working our way through that. That's an interesting game. Like we're we're gonna finish it. Um, some of the controls are pretty rough. Um, just trying to like tar like the the auto aim on that game is like super wonky. So there's a portion of the game where you're in a car trying to shoot flying things. And every time it crosses like an enemy, it tries to pull towards that enemy. So while you're aiming, it just like screws you up all the time. So stuff like that's a little bit frustrating. You can definitely tell that it was, it was, it was, it was definitely a 2012 game. Um, so we're going to finish that up. And then I have been working on the Godfall 101 site. So getting ready for all the Godfall stuff that's going to be coming at the end of this year. Unfortunately, it's going to be coming out at the same time as the PlayStation 5, which means it's going to be coming out around the same time of like a crap ton of games that are going to be coming out. And I don't think there's enough time to do everything that I want to do, unfortunately. So there's good, decisions will have to be made. So I'm working on a website. Three in the morning. I actually <laughs> thought about that, Devin. I was like, I guess this is what I'm going to have to do. I'm going to have to get up an hour earlier <laughs> no, to get all this stuff do done. So, yeah. All right. So, SJ is having trouble with the stream. SJ, um, did you clear your cache? Maybe try clearing your cache. Or try a different browser. Try a different browser and see if that works. All right. So, if that's all of our stuff going on, then let's jump into the news because we got a bit of news and we'll let Keanu bring us in. All right. I got to talk to you about something. Extra, extra, read all about it. Xbox launches their games showcase today, which I think this is probably the one time this year. No. So during the PlayStation 5 reveal and during this showcase, these are the two times this year I felt like, hey, this is, I'm super excited. This is actual E3 stuff coming on. Like all the other smaller shows from the other publishers, I haven't been like super stoked on. But um, for these two, I was super excited. So I will let Devin jump in because I know he has been champing at the bit to talk about Halo. So should we just about, Steven? <laughs> let's just dive right in. All right. So first thing that we see is Halo Infinite, and we get gameplay. I think the Xbox team was like, "Fine, we didn't we didn't show enough gameplay last time." Starting out with Halo Infinite gameplay. People are so, still complaining they didn't show enough gameplay in this show. So um, people are going to complain no matter. Oh, I guess I guess we should do this before we start. This is our Freelancer Codex disclaimer. We are not going to tell you what to like and what not to like. Um, all of us have different tastes. If you like one of these games that we don't like, that's okay. Just because we don't like it doesn't mean you should not like it. All right? Like, everyone is free to enjoy whatever content they want. We are neither going to try to dissuade you from enjoying something, or we're not even going to try to convince you to enjoy something. Um, I just want to get that out there. So if you like something that we don't, that's cool. If we like something that you don't, that's cool too. So, all right, Devin, jump into it. Halo Infinite, let's go. Oh, Halo Infinite. Oh, it was so good, right? Uh, <laughs> so good. No, so they started out the show. They were doing a, uh, a trailer, right? It's a separate trailer. They have it on their YouTube channel, uh, basically talking about how they're making the Mjolnir armor 
and then how they realize that it still takes, uh, you know, no matter all the technology they create, it still takes the person inside of it uh, to be able to accomplish everything, right? To be the hero and to, to save humanity. So uh, that's kind of their whole thing of with the Halo Infinite is be the hero, right? Like we, we step into the suit. So they're showing the suit is empty and, and basically telling us to step into the Master Chief's shoes and be the hero as we play. Right? That's their, their whole kind of thing. It's kind of been that way since, you know, Halo came out because you don't see who, what the Master Chief looks like, really. Um, I mean, they showed, spoiler for Halo 5 that's been out for five years, but they show his eyes at the end of the legend, you know, if you beat the campaign on Legendary, or you can just look on YouTube <laughs> right. for, for that. Um, so, but so they show, show that off and then they go into gameplay, right? They do uh, eight minutes of gameplay, in which you can see behind me right now. It just keeps going on loop. Um, it showed a lot of different things. It showed uh, a huge open world, which is different, right? So they, they said this campaign is bigger than both Halo 4 and 5 combined. So it's, it's huge. Um, lots of different weapons, new weapons. Uh, they have the grapple grapple shot is what they call it, uh, which on my video you just saw him use it, the Master Chief. Uh, one thing I do want to point out, there is sprint. You can see the Master Chief sprint multiple times in the video if you watch it. Um, so that's, you know, for the big debate online, sprint, no sprint, arguing head-to-head, -head, old Halo versus new Halo. Um, Sprints yeah, in and you can either get on board or not. Yeah, Regardless. I mean, they're, they're supposed to sprint. They're, they're Spartans, right? They can run over 30 kilometers an hour. You know, can, we, can we reload while we sprint, though? That'll be, um, that'll be the key. That's the trick. I don't know. I don't know. But there's lots of cool stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know where we want to start. There's, there is oh, let, a lot let, of cool let's, stuff. Let's start here. Um, so the chief and an unknown pilot. This is the pilot that we saw back last year that mm -hmm. found the chief floating in space. Um, and it, very, it seems like this pilot is a reluctant hero. He doesn't want to be here. He doesn't want to be hanging out with the chief. He doesn't want to be getting killed. He wants to go back to his family. And it seems like he's like, he's been dropped in with the chief and now he either has to step up or, I mean, he really has to step up and do the, and complete the mission. Cause the chief isn't just going to let him bounce. The chief is like, no, we're here. We got to be the heroes, right? Like you were saying, it's time to step into our shoes and be the heroes. So this pilot has a family. And it seems like this pilot is going to be flying us around a new halo ring. They did say it was a new halo ring. Um, so we don't know if this is one that's replacing one that has been destroyed previously because we do know that the arc that we fought on in Halo 3 was actually making Halo rings. Yeah, so large arc. Because every, there has to be seven, I believe, and every time one gets destroyed, the arc would activate and it would create a new one. It seems like this Halo ring is close to being completed. There is a very small section that is not done yet, and that's where the action is taking place. If you see in a lot of the screenshots or a lot of the videos... You see a lot of pillars that look unfinished. It's almost like a game that's not done yet that hasn't been textured. There's a lot of pillars out there that are waiting to be completed, I assume by the robots, because um, a lot of drones and stuff create the halos from all of the Forerunner artifacts. So we get dropped on a new halo ring, very similar. Like this is supposed to be a spiritual, like re, not, what's the word? It's not a rebranding. It's a, a re- Spiritual reimagining. 
There you go. No, it's, this is a, it's a reimagining. Not, there, there's a word that I'm not that I'm not getting correctly, but this is kind of going back to the roots of Halo One. We're gonna because this is a couple hours into the game that they told us, but we are back like Halo One, that second mission where you drop onto the Halo ring, you step out of the Pelican, and you're like, oh, check this out. I mean, that was a huge moment for a lot of people. So this is going back to those roots, and now it's just opening it up. Like Devin said, it's going to be um, bigger than their two biggest games that they did. Um, together so it's yeah. it's pretty exciting i mean it it looks it's hard to describe the look it looks i don't i mean very it looks stylized, a little, right i mean they're trying to yeah create the look that you felt in halo ce but also have it be current right so i mean it's very clean crisp a lot of people are complaining online about the weapons being so clean and not being all scuffed up and messed up um, which I, I can see that's that's fine, you know, for for them. But um, <clears throat> I I don't have a problem with it. I don't I don't see an issue with the weapons being clean and crisp. Obviously, the armor's not. You know, um, there's a lot of things they're they're doing with this. You know, they've they've done little interviews here and there after they showed it off to everybody. Um, and the initial stuff was basically like, this is going to be the Halo for a long time, right? So Halo Infinite. Is basically the new platform for Halo. So, so we're not gonna, we're not going to get another numbered Halo. No, they're not doing more numbered Halos uh, anytime soon. Basically, they're adding on any future story will be under like the Halo Infinite umbrella, right? So it'll be all within here, um, which I like. I like it all being in one place, and then if they have multiplayer, they can just keep making new maps, everything else, and they can also continue to upgrade the technology and everything else that because they're using the same engine, the all, you know, the new slip space engine. And they so. also talked about new story content also, because that was one of the things that with old Halo games, this is the campaign, this is it. We're never updating yeah. it, but they'll continue to put maps out. They did a little bit with Spartan Ops. Um, that's what yeah. it was called, right? Spartan Ops yep. back in the day. Spartan Ops. But now it's going to be like, yeah, this is going to be a platform where story can continue to happen, um, which I think is really cool because I always wanted more um, Halo story than we got in the games because I, I actually really enjoy the Halo universe. That's one of the things that I really dig about it. I really like the whole Forerunner, like finding um, super advanced tech that you don't know what to do with. I just kind of dig on that. Um, Mike, is there anything from the Halo um, reveal that got you particularly excited to go back to Halo? Yeah, so um, definitely the new, the new like, where does this go from here? Um, what is the chief up to? Um, just the different, the, uh, the uh, oh, shoot, um, the get ready to go to battle speech by, by the dude who needs to go to the dentist. By the brute? Yeah, right. So like, so like, <laughs> that was cool. While, while watching was that, moment. I was, yeah, while watching that, I was picturing Devin and I, and I could tell Devin was like, was like moving in his seat and gearing up and like and like reaching for whatever he could use as a machine gun and, and like I could tell that he was getting super excited and it's really cool when and, and it's cool in movies and it's cool in, in any type of media really that that can get you going that can that can garnish emotions like that in someone right because you felt yourself kind of sitting on the edge of your seat and gripping it and like oh yeah and that's the point obviously that's the point of it. Um, and then just jumping back into characters that you're familiar with and enemies that you're familiar with, the little jester characters that run around that you just, you know, make funny noises when you shoot and 
the different weapons were cool. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I mean, it, it seems really exciting. I think one of the cool things that I am most excited for with um, Halo Infinite, that it's just chief in the pilot on this Halo ring. Like, it doesn't look like the UNSE is coming to save anyone. Um, it's well, just the chief. Lost, right? so. Yeah, and it, it says we lost. So it's just the chief and this pilot, and then there's a mission. So it, it actually, like, feels almost Metroid-esque to me that this is your crew and that's it. There's no Matt Cannons coming from orbit to save you. Like you either have to stop the banished or, or it's over or it ends. Um, yeah. No mention of Cortana in this trailer. And with the, with the banished guy talking to us at the end, like the story of, Hey, I've been on this halo ring for a really long time and I'm super bored. I'm glad you landed here. So I have someone to fight. Like, I think that's an interesting storyline. Cause it's not like, Hey, I'm evil. It's, I'm really bored. I've been in quarantine on this halo ring for a really long time. And I need like, I need something to happen here. So I'm kind of excited just to get a smaller halo story. Not one that's like, Hey, we're going to end the universe because Cortana has gone crazy. Right. This is like the same thing that we talked about with star Wars. It's always like, there's, there's always something that's going to end the universe and end everyone. I mean, we, it does seem like, hey, you know, maybe they activate the Halo Ring and they wipe out everyone in this galaxy because that's what the Halo Rings are supposed to do. Mm. But I, I'm really excited to see where the story goes. Because like Devin pointed out to me earlier, um, during the trailer, you can see off into the background that there's this tower back there off to the left. And it's called, what? what's the tower called, Devin? Why don't you tower give us pain. a breakdown? Okay, right, what happens so in the Tower of Pain? In the, oh, like if you're reading outside of the games, there's a ton of information. But so the Tower of Pain was created by the Forerunners uh, to experiment on the ancient human civilization at the time, you know, because the human and Forerunners were battling it out and uh, the humans eventually lost. And, uh, but anyway, so they created these towers on these halos where they would experiment on humans uh, with the flood. And you can see that in the background in the trailer and also in the picture uh, for the cover. It's a huge tower that's behind the Master Chief uh, that rises up in, you know, on the horizon there. So uh, I'm excited about that. I'm, I'm hopeful for some Flood because um, the Flood was a lot of fun to fight against. Um, so, that, I mean, it, it's definitely tons of possibilities, really, with this Halo. There's a lot of possibilities, and they can uh, do pretty much whatever they want, you know. Um, that is interesting. They did some of their interviews and they were talking about how we're in the same situation as the chief and the pilot because they have no idea what's going on, what the situation is because they're isolated and away from everything. So we're kind of learning that story the same, you know, as they're learning it, right? So as we're, we're playing through, they're learning more information and we're learning this information as well, basically. So... Yeah, and JDs, what do you think about the grappling hook? Are you because there's been a lot of discourse on whether this game would have a grappling hook or not. It's like a hot topic on the internet. Oh, hot topic. You, you picked the wrong guy to ask because if there's a question between grappling hook and no grappling hook, I will always be in the grappling well, grappling hook camp. I love grappling well, hooks. Uh, I remember uh, I've actually I've actually gotten the chance to use a grappling hook before. It is. <laughs> Uh, it is much harder than they make it look in the video games. Uh, like a grappling hook, like with just a hook with a rope, or you got to yeah, use like a, a grappling a, gun. Uh, yeah, just a just a hook with a rope. But you know, a grappling hook seems to be the catch-all term for grapnel guns, grappling hook guns, grappling guns, 
all of that uh even harpoon guns sometimes but uh no i'm 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 cool with it um honestly it's a very like like as uh, they could have gone like the jump jet route which you know is you know very tried and true uh, tried and true sci-fi but i feel like too many sci-fi games have done that and i think this kind of like um you know artistic and overall thematic uh return to simpler ideas and simpler themes uh it match it matches up with the uh grappling hook pretty well because it's a very simple way to traverse terrain um it's you know like you don't have a bunch of jets to worry about or anything like that it's just grab a point shoot grab go like it's it's very simple and i think it works it kind of gives it uh gives instead of it like like a jump jet would be like a constant reminder of like the sci-fi element the sci-fi setting as opposed to a grappling hook which has like a more frontier wild survival feel so i i think that works better for what i think they're going for um but yeah i'm i'm excited by what i saw um today i didn't know until i heard it today that uh that all uh all future installments of halo are supposed to be under the halo infinite banner um but that makes sense definitely yeah. works for the name it's like it's halo 6 and 2 infinity so and beyond yeah <laughs> yeah and and i guess one thing to point out but sorry Devin, before you go is that all these games that they talked about are going to be available on game pass which is pretty insane that and i mean i i guess we we don't have clarification yet if they'll all be coming to x cloud because i don't think every game on game pass is coming to x cloud but it's possible that, well, I know we do know that first party titles will be coming to xCloud. So you'll be able to play Halo Infinite on a phone, on a laptop, somewhere else through Project xCloud and, um, when it releases. So yeah. pretty insane that you're going to get access to all these games if you pay $15 for one month. You can play as many games as you want, <laughs> resub whenever you want. Like that's an insane proposition that, you know what, like Microsoft, I don't think they're interested in selling consoles. They're interested in selling you Game Pass and at the value that you're getting, like it's just something that you, everyone should be subscribed to because of, the, of what you get on PC and what you get on the Xbox. I'm not like trying to be a shill for Microsoft, but it's, it's value that cannot be denied. All right, so let's go ahead and move on to the next Wait, one. Mike, what okay, all right, sorry, sorry. Sorry, sorry, right. sorry. So they everything they showed, right? It was running on a PC. So one of the things was lots of people. If you're watching it, you can see kind of like stuff loading in really quick, but yep. you can still see the pop in in quite a few places. Um, but it's not using like the Xbox Velocity architecture or any of that stuff to help with the loading and help with everything else. It's just running on a regular PC for this demo. So I'm, I'll be interested to see when they're actually. I mean, it was running on. A PC with similar specs to a Series X, but I'll be interested to see one, you know, on a higher end PC what it looks like, two, what it actually looks and runs like on the Series X. Granted, I mean it's 60 frames per second flawless is what they tell us, so that's the priority is the frame rate. So, right, all right, uh, Mike, you want to take us to this next game that they showed off during their presentation? I know that deep within our heart of hearts, we all have a soft spot for zombies. Name all the zombies. There are too many zombies. There's zombie one and zombie two, headless zombie, limping zombie. State of Decay, this... yeah, State of Decay 3 was announced. Undead Labs is currently developing the next entry in its 
zombie survival series. You guys play zombie games? Nope. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Devin does. I know Devin does. But Devin, how do you I'm... feel about State of Decay being announced um, and coming out? Were you like, when you saw that deer? When I saw that deer, I knew for sure it was State of Decay. Um, <laughs> like looking at the characters, like this might be State of Decay, but I was thinking it was too early. Um, I still think it was kind of too early for them to announce it, but because when they talk about it later, they're like, yeah, we're just in early pre-visualization for the game. Um, so they're just working on ideas and getting stuff together. I think a lot of these things, since they didn't give a release date, um, are like end of 2021, maybe 2022 even. Uh, I would say, especially for State of Decay, I wouldn't expect it until 2022. Um, Is this just one because you've been waiting for? Not not one that I've been waiting for. I mean, the the one thing I... So, State of Decay is an interesting zombie game because they also include um, kind of like you have to build your old campsite. You have to run and maintain it. Uh, you have to keep people alive. I don't want to have to keep anybody alive. I'd rather just shoot them. And move <laughs> on. Um, well, also, State of Decay 2 wasn't... Like, this made it seem like... I don't know if it made it seem like this was going to be, like, a first-person or third-person game. State of Decay 2, wasn't it isometric? Am I thinking of the wrong thing? But I thought it was yep. isometric viewpoint. Yep. And it only came out, like, two years ago. Is that correct? Yeah. Was, like, State of Decay out, was... Yeah, State of Decay 2 was out a little while ago because they've had a year one and a year two edition, basically. Juggernaut edition, which they... Uh, yeah, you know, May 22, 2018. Yeah. So... um Originally, when this stuff was announced, like it's supposed to be an MMO type zombie game eventually, right? So whether State of Decay three actually fulfills that, I don't know. So it's you know it's a fun game to play for a little while, but for me, just the maintaining the base is just something I'm not really into, and so it kind of right. takes away from the zombie survival part. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. I get it. You're not a team player. It's cool. Yeah, that is true. That could be part of it. JD, you, do you want to take us through uh, the next announcement that they had? Yeah. So Forza Motorsport. JD, is your mic um, farther away from you now? It seems like you've gotten no, super quiet. I I think I I had to briefly mute it. I think it just readjusted. Okay, uh, there you go. Yeah, there we go. Um, yeah. So Forza uh, Forza Motorsport. Now, now you're super loud, JD. Sorry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just back up just a little bit. Yeah, just back up just a little bit. You're good. Right there is fine. Yep, okay. right there is good. All right. We did it. Did it, pals. Um, so uh, Turn 10 Studios are back with another racing game, this time simply called Forza Motorsport. It's currently early in development, but it is said to run at 4K 60 FPS with ray tracing tech. The first trailer was captured entirely in engine, and as all Forza games do, looks beautiful it's coming to xbox series x and windows 10 pc and is enhanced for the series x that thing the graphics looked almost real yeah at times that is impressive that's another one where you know the big thing that people online are talking about was uh the cross the cross gen stuff but if you notice on many like this one again it only had Xbox Series X and PC, um, so I think this one again. I don't. I don't know if it's coming out end of next year, or maybe even 2022. So I, 
Yeah, so so this blurb came from IGN, and they I know that they said this time it's simply called Forza Motorsport, but I can't imagine that they would not add a number to it. Just calling it Motorsport would be kind of weird unless they're doing like a Halo Infinite thing where they're just going to continue to update that platform. But the, the, one, the one thing, because I'm not a huge racing fan, especially the Motorsport, because it's way too um, simmy for me, I prefer the arcade um, Forza Horizon series. But the cars look amazing, and they always do. But the trees and stuff around the cars, like, still, I don't think, like, if we're going photorealistic on the cars, I don't think we're there yet with the stuff surrounding it. Um, and, and I guess when your cars look that good to where they look real, like, your eyes automatically, like, pick out the things that are like, wait a minute, that looks fake, right? So, like, again, like you said, JD, like, it looks amazing, like, I mean, I, I don't know how much better cars will get as we uh, continue to make um, car games um, because they look super impressive now. But hey, maybe we can get someone to work on that that tree tech or something. So, <laughs> yay for! I'm excited for people to get motorsport. I'm not not my well, jam, they, but they also announced Horizon's getting a uh, Series X patch, basically being optimized for Series X. So yeah, that's true. But again, I don't I don't know if that's like. You know, it, in my in my arcade racer, I don't know if I care that it needs to be like, hey, this needs to be a photorealistic car that you're going to go jump over a bunch of trees and cows. You know what I mean? Well, especially if you're playing with the Lego mode, right? So Lego mode's pretty <laughs> awesome. Hot, Hot Wheels one. All right. So let's move on to the next one. Then they talked about, this is from Rare. This is the title that they announced um, last year. Yeah. Was it Everwild at E3 last year? It was. Remember? I, I'm pretty yeah, sure it was. It was yeah, because we. We got to see it. I could have gone and saw Keanu, but, you know, whatever. So Everwild is the new game coming out from Rare. And from what I could tell of this game, and you guys tell me if I'm wrong or not. So first of all, the game looks super interesting. I think this game is a puzzle game where you have to go around an island healing creatures that have been hurt. Like, I think that's what the game is. That's what I took from the trailer because there's a lot of different creatures around. It looks like you're... Maybe you're just like trying to populate this island. It's like a some kind of like zoo game where you just find creatures, you feed creatures, like you increase your your bond with them, and that's what the game is. Because there's, it didn't look like there's any type of combat. Um, it didn't look like there's any type of like you know switching up gear or anything. I think it was like, hey, go heal this island, and this is what you do as a group of friends. I mean, is that what you guys got from this game? Am I reading that completely wrong? Um, yeah, I, don't, I didn't really get that vibe. Um, it, to me, it seemed like they were witches. Uh, no. <laughs> but no, I mean, the game looks great. I don't really know. I think based on what they're saying, I mean, they're still prototyping many things in that game. I mean, that again, it has the same connotation on the bottom where it just says Series X and PC. So I don't know when it's coming out. So I don't know how far into the actual you know game like the depth cycle well well it if we if we think of sea of thieves sea of thieves was announced at an e3 and then it went into like an alpha for a year and a half almost two years yeah um so i mean it's very possible that they're going to do the same thing they're just going to start bringing people in super early and that's very much what sea of thieves was they're like hey this is the sandbox here's the sandbox, you know, help us kind of figure out what this is. And I think Rare has already gotten kind of that, um, that flow down. 
So if they can do that again, I mean, look what they did with Sea of Thieves. I mean, Sea of Thieves just celebrated its 15th million user or whatever. So if they can do that again with Everwild, then, you know, just keep doing what you do. So, um, yeah, that, that, that was just kind of the vibe I got from it. Mike, what did you think of Everwild? So I got, I got a lot of um, kind of Ori vibes, and that was just, I'm, I'm going to assume, was just the uh, stylization choices. It looks super cool. I, I bet it's not just moving around and healing things. I bet that's a key mechanic and maybe a key part of the storytelling. I mean, this could this could very much be a be a um, fern gully type. You know, something has come to destroy this habitat and destroy this environment of all these creatures that share a life force, and and our job is to go you know, beat back the darkness kind of thing. So I could see that coming out of it. Um, do you meet looks, a bat? Do you meet a bat creature? You do, you do meet a bat. Batty? Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, Batty will Why never be able said? to be, uh, Does never he be able to be re- replaced because of who he was voiced by. And that's, you know, a sad kind of thing. Ron yeah, Williams just sad. celebrated a birthday recently within the last week or so. Anyway, so I could see it being a Fern Gully type. I could see it even... Um, a lot of things are going like like when we were talking about state of decay. A lot of games feel like they're going to um, here's your settlement, build it, maintain it, you know, and that could be one of the things you have to do to keep the peace, kind of, you know, keep the creatures kind of in harmony with each other and and you know that kind of thing. So I mean, I think there could be a lot of things going on with this one. It looks it looks pretty, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so, you know, definitely give it a shot, give it a chance and see. And it's see coming to Game Pass, do. so you already get it. Yeah, right? you, you better. Yeah. You, yeah. yeah, you may as well try it, right? Yeah. All right, Devin, what's up next? Phaedron, right. you're not late. You're okay. He's always late. Phaedron's come in just to make fun of Devin. So, go <laughs> ahead, go ahead, Devin. That's right. Nintendo hasn't shown off any games for the last half of the year, so. And there we go. Uh, anyway, so they showed off. Tell me why, right? So they give the release date, comes out, the it's episodic, or episodic, whatever, however you say Episodic is the word. Episodic is correct. Episodic is not the word. Episodic is not a word. It's episoda. <laughs> that's just a brand uh, yeah <laughs> but anyway so they announced the release date for that um right so it's it's not it's not a first party but it's it's i mean being released by microsoft right publishing so they're publishing it yeah yeah so it comes out august 22nd it says you play as the twins tyler and allison who share a supernatural bond right you'll explore their troubled lives in small town alaska set over three chapters beginning in august so two more chapters to come after the first one again you know everything they showed off today it's true maybe i don't know um but uh everything again is all in game pass which is so crazy like everything they showed today i think that was one of the things that most people look over and steven's already talked about it it's just you know it's crazy everything is coming to game pass that they showed off today why do you think that's crazy because it's such a huge value and people Uh, if you go online like I do, the internet tends to mock you, anything that <laughs> Xbox does. You got to stop going online, man. Like, there's no. problem one. <laughs> problem I one. Sleep okay. Breathe that online internet. Um, I understand, <laughs> which is why you are, have no hair currently. So <laughs> no, I have no hair because I cut it. There you go. And I'm losing. There you it, go. But, you know, um, no, it's just it, it frustrates me. Even when like Microsoft posts 
you know, how just like the posted yesterday, all the good information, how much the Xbox division has grown year over year, all this stuff. But uh, I think it was important. I mean, because there's nobody even close. None of, you know, Nintendo can't touch it. Uh, PlayStation can't touch it. It's, I mean, it's so good of a value. Um, you know, I don't see. I mean, so then, why do you good. say it's? The, so then, why the why the um, surprise that everything's coming to Game Pass? Doesn't that because, seem just because like a you, natural? No, it's because you can play these. It's because it, you can play these sixty dollars games for fifteen dollars a month, and you get yeah. access to the entire first party library for that much money like that's an insane value to get well, to play something for that cheap well yeah but 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 until until after the first month these games leave game pass well first and party so, titles will never leave game pass yeah they don't first party titles don't leave game okay pass. well that well that's fine and good and all but you understand what i'm saying that no i, that, I totally understand so because right? then they're there for a month you play them you're hooked your kids are hooked which is why yeah is but why then if you I, have game pass you can buy it for cheaper right so well, I mean, no, because when because when the game leaves Game Pass, you still have to pay uh, retail. Well, it, it warns you before, before. Yeah, it warns you before a game leaves, so you can buy. It. I th- I think the big thing well, is and that's, like, and that's what I'm saying. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if it's a, if it's like as as I don't know what the word Devin was using. Interesting as as it really seems. It just seems like a good a good tool, and that's where we are. You know. No, it, it's 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 an insane value. Um, oh, I understand, be- and I think everybody should be on Game Pass, right? If you're not, then you know you're missing out on tons and tons of stuff. But but I definitely think there's method to the madness where you you feel like you're getting all this stuff, right? Right. Like, mm-hmm. oh, so yeah. I think you know pretty soon we're all gonna have Microsoft chips inside our brains, and probably we download, we probably right? are, we probably We've already, already do. Su- how many user end agreements have we have we said yes to that have said that they're allowed to do that and we just haven't read it? <laughs> we just haven't read all of them. We just I, haven't I, read them all, right? I look like forward it. to the 500 of the Freelancer Codex podcast where one of us just suddenly shuts off to update because of Windows Update just showing up at the weirdest times. Yeah, but but to like go back to Devin's point of like the hatred that Microsoft gets, like granted, a lot of that was deserved in like 2013. Although yeah. like, I mean... Microsoft was ahead of the game with a lot of their digital distribution and stuff because a lot of that stuff we're doing now anyway. The world just wasn't ready to hear it, and Sony capitalized that capitalized on it hard, like they should, because you know they're competitors. That's what they do. Business and and Sony, like I mean, Sony killed it this generation. Like there's no doubt about that. That they have just dominated this generation with great first party titles. Um, granted, they're all third person games. But they're amazing titles that, like, no one can say, like, oh, Horizon Zero Dawn was a trash game, right? Like, if you say stuff like that, then we know that you're just like, okay, whatever, dude. Like, we can't take you, we can't take you seriously. Like, and Microsoft struggled for all those years until Spencer took over and Don Matrick went off to, he went to, did he go to Zynga? No, he didn't go to Zynga. Yeah, he went, Where to, did, he went to Zynga. Well, he must be gone because my stocks yeah, are doing good. Already. Yeah, I was going to say, because my stocks are doing good. And anywhere where Matrick goes, stocks don't do good. So... Like, granted, like, Microsoft has had this huge hill to climb, and they're doing that on the back of Game Pass. I mean, that is such a good value, and it's garnishing such goodwill for player bases that, you know, it's helping them get back to where they need to be to be competitive. Because right now, like, Nintendo does its own thing, and Nintendo has IPs that are just going to sell no matter what, right? Right. Sony has IPs that are going to sell no matter what right now. I mean, they have studios that are doing amazing work. Like, hey, um, Microsoft is 
needs to get back to that point where their IPs like, you know, sell. And that's why they're getting back to the roots, I think, of what made Halo Halo back in the day. I mean, when you see the Halo 2 launch parties and like thousands of people lined up and like news reporters going out on the street to talk to people that are picking up Halo 2, that's what they're trying to get back to. And that's what Halo Infinite is trying to do for them. And they're going to do all of this on the back of Game Pass because just like the Netflix model, just like every other subscription service that people have, like that is the model going forward that is going to keep people in their ecosystem. Cause it's not about selling the box. It's not about selling Microsoft series X. It's not going to be about that. It's going to be about being in an ecosystem that forces you to stay there because of the value, the games, being able to play those games on X cloud, wherever you are first party, like that is value that you just can't find anywhere else right now. So yeah. Sony and Nintendo are going to have to do something about that. I mean, Nintendo, they probably won't care. They'll probably just be like, we'll release another console and you'll buy Zelda. And that's good enough for them, right? Because we don't expect like huge changes to those IPs. But for Sony and Microsoft, they've got to figure out how to combat this. Luckily for like everyone, like Stadia has made so many missteps in the beginning that they're not a competitor right now. And they definitely should be. There's like no reason that Stadia should not be a major competitor right now. But it's because that value isn't there. Because they want you to buy the game still, right? They want you to pay the 120 to get their controller and their dealie that you plug into the dealie. And they still want to sell you the $60 game. If Stadia came out and they were like $15, access to all these games, it'd be a much different conversation right now. Um, in this space. I just talked a lot and I don't remember what we were talking about. Um, uh, well, we were talking about, tell me why. And then I, we went Mike, does that answer your question? <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, truly you have a dizzying intellect. Wait till I get going. Where was I? All right. So tell me why it was actually announced earlier. I thought this was going to be one of the new IPs, but this is not a new no, IP. They, they is, showed it off last year. As, as yeah. I, I just didn't remember because I don't know, probably because everyone was freaking out about Keanu still. And this is one that was like right after Keanu. All right. So tell me why released. And that's going to be an episodic thing. Mike, will you, I mean, do we need to talk about the Ori and the Will of the Wisps thing? I mean, it's going to get an update for series X. Is that something yeah. that we need to like discuss? Or? I thought it was, I mean, it was cool. If you want to watch the video, it's pretty cool. They, you can actually see the difference between 60 frames per second and 120 frames per second. And they talk about the benefit of that. So, I mean, they have a little video that you can check out. And I think that's pretty cool. So, I mean, we don't really need to go into any more than that. So. I think we just did. I think Ori is one of the best new IPs that we've had in a really long time. I mean, those are fantastic games. Those are gorgeous looking games. So, everyone should go play even, Ori. I don't play games on TV, Phaedron. I'm not a plebe. <laughs> all right you guys you guys knock it off all right um has it started already yeah it has because phaedron got in they just got to go um jd do you want to talk about outer worlds yeah um so that uh, that great game that came out uh what was it tail end of 2019 uh yep. the outer worlds another xbox game pass title uh they just announced the peril on gorgon dlc it's coming on September 9th. It's going to be a brand new expansion for uh, you know the Outer Worlds, uh, Obsidian's well-received sci-fi RPG. Uh, this noir-flavored adventure takes players to the new Gorgon asteroid location and provides new quests, weapons, armor, perks, and flaws. Xbox Game Pass subscribers can get the Outer Worlds expansions or the full expansion pass, which contains at least one more adventure for a 10% discount. Um, 
I don't know about you guys. Um, I I wasn't on the show uh, much then either um, to really you know talk to you guys if any of you guys had really been playing the Outer Worlds. But I really liked the Outer Worlds. Uh, I was really excited to hear about the DLC. Um, also, I. I don't know if they're going to be doing stuff like this for all Game Pass titles, but that does kind of, uh, you know, make sense for like how like individual developers are getting, you know, uh, more money for the games that they make by like having like, yeah, you can get the expansion and things like that, but it's going to be for a discount if you have Game Pass. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, go ahead, Devin. Well, as I say, they, they said this is the first of two, right? So there's one more expansion coming after this, and uh, we make some cool stuff. I, I enjoyed the little bit I played of it. It's just I just don't have enough time for yeah. that big of an RPG. I mean, breaking it up into smaller chunks. I mean, what some guy beat it in, I was speed ran it in under an hour or something like that. Something ridiculous. No, they, they did it even faster. There's something that you could like do. In the, yeah, there's something you could do to – create an end state in the game super early in the game so i mean if you want to go and play it Devin, you could just follow that guide and do it and be like yep yeah, beat it so here you go got my beat achievement it. done i already played that game yeah. it, it wasn't a game i was like super hot on so i mean i'm excited to get more i'm excited people that like that game can get more content from that game so um grounded Devin. i mean this is a game that you have been playing a lot of when the beta or the alpha was up i forget which one they yeah, had yeah the tech alpha that came out i mean it only lets you play for 30 minutes at a time so it's a little tough to accomplish much because uh, <laughs> it resets at 30 minutes and you gotta start over um, that's super frustrating that's weird yeah it was really weird that they did that but um i mean it's it's coming out in the preview program so they're building it with the community it's really cool it's a lot of fun to play Again, Game Pass, you can get it and play it. Um, it's four players if you want. It's the kind of thing you still have to build your base, but you're kind of surviving. It just has a different, you know, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids vibe, but with violence and killing this stuff. Um, <laughs> and, I mean, for Steven, you can turn off the spiders, although I yeah. think it makes them look really weird because just, they're just like blobs that are coming at you instead of spiders. Um, when, you, when you turn on the arachnophobia. Uh, is that a thing yeah it's a yep. real thing yeah so because wow. they have you're like a small person they're giant spiders and so well, i mean i somebody get at the that, studio but... must freak must be erect you know have erectophobic and yeah. uh so they they created it for people you know and it was a lot of fun when i was playing it and i'm looking forward to checking it out so yeah this is a game that i will hard pass on because i yeah, just not for me. So I mean, it's I will skip on Game it. Pass, Stephen. Right? I will still skip say? it on Game Pass. What I don't did know you what just he... say? He didn't say Game Pass. <laughs> yeah, what did you call free it? Free on Game Pass. No, you oh, Game Pass. Said... <laughs> game Pass. You said it was Game Pass. Oh boy. Uh, the next thing that Obsidian showed off, because this is from Obsidian, um, they showed off Avowed, and this is their new RPG. The thing that they showed off, they showed an arrow flying through the sky for like forever, right? It's pretty good And good at the end, we see a first-person view of our character picking up a sword, and then in their left hand, doing like some magical symbol, and their hand starts to glow purple. So this is going to, this is actually a new IP from Obsidian, and it is it's called Avowed, and it's I don't know when this is going to come out. I mean, this, is, I think, is a super early release also. This probably isn't coming out till 2022, 2023, maybe. Um, I mean, big games like this, it's not like they've got quick turnaround. But, I mean, this, 
I mean, from the trailer, from what you can glean from a trailer, it looks, you know, like maybe this is going to be Skyrim for, um, you know, a future generation. I don't know. So we'll see. I feel like I feel like it could be very much um, VR, just like just like with the way that your hands were were being held and how you had to like make a motion to activate whatever spell he used in his hand. I thought, oh, that could be VR. I mean, that would be a really cool VR game or even just a mode, especially if it is coming. It it will be coming to um, Xbox um, on PC. I'm guessing. Maybe it will. I don't know. Do, I guess all their stuff is coming from. All their first-party titles are going to Xbox and PC. Is that correct, Evan, or am I mistaken? Yep, all first-party titles come to PC for Windows. But they did, like, even Halo, they announced it's coming to Steam as well, right Right when it launches. So if you don't like to buy from the Windows Store, you don't want to use Game Pass, you can buy it on Steam for full price uh, if that's your jam, right? Yeah. And uh, Phaedron, we'll talk about Fable here in a minute at the end since it's way down there. But yeah, I mean, it'd be cool if there was a VR thing about it. So Mike, can, do you want to talk? Up? Go ahead. Well, can I, just, can I just say real quick, because uh, uh, I saw it brought up on uh, on Twitter earlier. But uh, so I know that a lot of people like uh, first person like RPGs and like we were seeing a lot more of them. Um, but I, like, I just wanted to like bring up real quick, like, should should there should there like should we get in the habit of like encouraging developers to like have a first person and a third person option because you know i i don't know about you guys i know some people enjoy first person rpgs i know i enjoy uh you know having the choice of you know like first person or third person like you know your skyrims your fallouts your uh your grand theft auto fives like i prefer having the option of shifting perspective and um like for somebody who doesn't really like first person it's you know, but really loves RPGs. It's always a very off-putting element, um, and I, I like, I, I thought that like Obsidian had maybe like not done that with the Outer Worlds because it was their first game under the Microsoft banner, and they maybe didn't have the biggest amount of budget or resources to ha- to put in both. But it seems like Avowed is also going the same way. So, well, yeah, um, Avowed's just doing first. It's first person for. I mean, that's the description they give. is first person RPG uh, for Avowed, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's a lot of extra details. It's just like with Cyberpunk, they took out the third person because of how much extra work it is to put in the third person. Um, but I mean, in that game, though, you can still see your reflection in mirrors and stuff. So the, the yeah, character yeah. model is there. I'm sure you're still going to see your character in Avowed where you put well, on your armor right. and other things. Well, yeah, uh, and then I, in the I outer much world, prefer the third the... person, right? It's where yeah. you can actually see the what you're putting on and, and you know, that's part of the fun of creating your characters, being able to see your character. So I think one of the things that we've been talking about, we've been having a couple of conversations about like art and the creator of the art. And, you know, like, what do we like, are we able to force the artist to do something just because we want it that way? Or should the artist have the ability to fulfill their vision? Right. Um, so I don't know. That's, that's a hard question, JD, because there are definitely a lot of games that like Star Wars Squadrons, right? We know that that game is first person only in the cockpit. I think that's yeah. a bad idea for that game. I would much rather be have like a third person view of my spaceship as I fly around it, because that's how I prefer to play my uh, games like that anyway. Same. But I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I'd, I don't know if like forcing or expecting developers to do that is, is the right thing. Like, I, I would love it if they had the option because, I mean, that seems like that's an easy option in a game like that, especially in a game like that where they've modeled the X-Wing anyway and all you have to do is, like, back out and you're not really changing a ton of things on a ship. 
but I, I don't know. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's easy as saying like, Hey, you just have to oh, yeah. have a first person. And I mean, can you imagine playing destiny two in third person? I mean, that would change well, that up. You do when, when, when you use certain weapons, well, when you, you when you weapons. have a sword, but like doing it yeah. all the time, I don't, I don't know. I, that's the, a, the, that's the, a, the, it's an interesting question. Yeah. Like that, that's, that's just, you know, the thought I had earlier, you know, <laughs> not to mention, I love, uh, I know that the internet can be nasty sometimes, but I love, uh, some of the avowed shade of their like like yeah you know obsidian already proved they can do fallout better and now they're gonna do skyrim better too so <laughs> you know or the yeah. other i should say i so. do uh you know to phadrian's comment in there about avowed uh when microsoft purchased obsidian they were already working on multiple games uh, because like you know uh this is a game they're putting out the outer worlds that's put out by private division right so they already had a publisher for that uh, who knows how long they've been working on Avowed, uh, you know, because he was talking about we know more about that versus Fable. We don't know how long they've been working on it. They didn't give a release date, but and I'm guessing just by them only listing Series X and PC that it's at least two years out, but I don't know. So. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be interesting. I guess um, uh, let's see. We can go on and talk about as dusk falls, or we've already been talking about for close to an hour. Do you guys want to skip through a couple of these, or do you want to talk about each of them? I mean, like Psychonauts, I don't think we. I have much to say about Psychonauts, other than it looks like someone on an acid trip. And, I mean, getting <laughs> I Jack, Black Jack Black to sing a song is always fun, because Jack Black's, you know, I well, He does Jack a lot Black. of stuff for their games, so. Yeah. yeah. I was just disappointed that it wasn't um, like I see, you know, Jack Black and Tim Schafer, and I was just disappointed it wasn't another brutal legend. And I love that game so much. I still want a sequel, but well, maybe another day. Yeah, they also announced that Psychonauts Two got pushed to twenty twenty one today as well. So okay, uh, that's the second delay for it. But it's getting delayed because they're able to add so much more content in it because Microsoft is footing the bill for it. So. That's good. Yeah. Being able to make the game they want to make. So. Yeah. Mike, is there anything on this list that you want to touch on, like specifically? So of all the games that were shown, um, there were some that, that were um, that were pleasing to your eyes, right? Um, if you just look at it that way. So As Dust Falls had an, had an animation style that was neat. Um, that... Yeah, I guess, that, and I guess for that, that was that was about it for me. I'm I'm not oh I'm not like super on board with the story. It seems from the trailer, it seems too convoluted, and maybe it's supposed to because of what it is. It's almost like it seemed like it's almost a like murder mystery type. So you're supposed to have the details out of order, kind of thing. So I mean, whatever. Um, it it looked it looked maybe interesting at least from a. I would, I guess I could say I would, I would rather maybe watch that movie than play that game. If that makes any sense. Yeah, that makes from sense. The, from the rest Sorry. of the list, um, definitely destiny Two because, because there's more stuff. Um, I guess not, I guess not more stuff because of what's happening. It coming to game pass and everything um, in the canon being, being available to play, right. Becoming free to play, you know, through game pass. So that's going to be exciting. It, it, it'll be exciting for those who maybe like myself have fallen off and kind of like needed a little bit more incentive to get back in versus buying a brand new game. So maybe I'll touch on that. Maybe I'll go back to that. Um, <laughs> once it comes it, Mike. out, once I, you, you know what? the drugs, you need to stop doing them. Right? I understand <laughs> you're supposed to, you're supposed to pour them down the sink. And so I get that. 
you know, and so, but you know what, as, as I was talking and trying to connect all these dots from the beginning of the show to, to right now, just trying to get back into gaming and finding that niche again and, and finding that drive again, you know, that could be something that at least gets you going to, to set aside that time to yeah. get in. Right. Um, watching the trailer was cool. There's a lot of new things in destiny 2 that that i have not played with right i played with a bow for a little bit um because when you first get that ability the hunter has it and that was my character and so i played with a bow it looked like there was there was a mage stick kind of thing like a battle axe type so there's definitely different there's definitely more melee weapons in the game now than than what there were when i left yeah, and with the with the new light, I think you're getting access to a whole new super because you're not using the light anymore. You're using the darkness, yeah. right. so you're getting you know, access then, to a lot and of that. For that matter, there's that whole story, right? There's that whole story on 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 when you finish fighting Gaul and stuff. That's yeah, who the that, dude. That's who yeah, the dude from Halo remind me of. Reminded me of was Gaul. Oh um, yeah, good point. It looks yeah. very similar. So, so like there, there's at least there's at least enough reason to get back into Destiny for the story part of it. Figure out exactly where we are. Figure out where all these characters are that we like. Um, like, like I would still, I still don't know what happens to Cade. Like, I, I think I know because of what the internet says and, and right. kind of glimpses at it. I still don't know what happened. Right? I don't know what the brother is up to. So it'd be interesting to see kind of what what is going on with him. Aside from that, the rest of the the rest of the games, the Tetris game um, looked interesting only for the fact that I, I'm, I'm pretty fond of the Tetris um, game because I was so good at it in high school. Oh yeah, sure. You lying second. <laughs> right. So, so it was kind of neat to see the different game modes that it had. And like, I thought, you know, when the little thumbnails of the people playing kind of fell into the spot, I thought, wow, that would be kind of interesting to play with if that was a game mode and and i i don't assume it was a game mode but it very well could be but then I mean, the way it, that they all the all the boards came together and you could play like multiplayer with it and either and either help people or screw people up could you right? could you imagine if there was a mode in tetris where you turned on your video camera and it brought in everyone's feed and put it on a block can you imagine the abuse that mode would receive from the internet you're like <laughs> yeah it's like i am not going to connect this you know big old line of you know anyway um well, there's a lot of things that would happen there thing. it would be. no it, it would be a thing there'd be a lot Steven of and pictures I could not of, play tetris no we no, couldn't. couldn't um the, the, the interesting the thing games, about this yeah, um before you so before you move on from tetris effect because tetris effect is a game that came out on psvr and then it's come to epic so this isn't like a new ip it's like it's like an expansion to tetris effect but it's weird that it's coming to Xbox first. It eventually it will come to um, other places. It'll, I imagine it'll come to PlayStation Five later. So it is weird that they got that marketing deal away from um, Sony because that was a pretty big title for um, PlayStation VR when it came out. Like I have Tetris Effect. It's a really cool, chill game to play. You don't have to be like super into Tetris to in order to beat it and it does some really cool musical things so like yeah kind of interesting kind of interesting that they showed it off here it doesn't scream like hey xbox play tetris right i would rather just go get an old school game boy and play 8-bit tetris all day long but right. like hey it's tetris it sells a lot and you know i think the whole country of russia is still in the black because of tetris like it's just because simple, of tetris and it's and it's the thing the thing that's awesome about it is that it's just a simple concept 
but like that game i think is the game that taught me how to clean my room and like put stuff away and find some yeah. places for things so i'm really eager to get my kids on it because they can't clean their room and no, so i think I, I think that's where it comes from i really do think that like my ability to do that my spatial awareness has benefited from tetris from what and from the rest of the games on the list it definitely seems like zombies are the creature of choice during this time which is odd because you know whatever what the whole nation is going through and then this whole you know thing so zombies you're like oh it kind of fits i guess and and i'm not a zombie person so a lot of the games i i think i'll pass over but there are some other cool stuff that's out there you know things that that um i would like to say that i'm gonna try but you know it no, is it, it's is. fine okay. you don't have to like you don't have, have to like everything jd is there anything else on this list that stands out to you uh yeah i was a little bit excited for uh war well what is it uh warhammer 40k uh dark tide yeah i like so truth be told i've never really like played a game that's warhammer 40k i've never partaken in any kind of warhammer 40k it's always just looked really cool to me um i've been looking at maybe playing a couple of the games on pc um since apparently there's some really good ones uh, but I'm hoping that Dark Tide is going to be a good place to jump in. I heard Vermintide was pretty good. Um, I'm excited. Um, I've been kind of catching up on the lore of Warhammer, which there's a lot of lore for it. Um, yep. You know, like just as I'm like cleaning and stuff, I'll have like a playlist playing on my phone in the background, um, learning about the Imperium and the Emperor and, you know, all the cool stuff. And it is... <laughs> pretty fascinating um and then yeah um not too sure about fantasy star online too um i used to play uh, fantasy star universe i think or whichever the one that was the xbox 360 one um so i'm excited i was excited for it coming out on xbox um i'm excited for new genesis i haven't had the opportunity to check it out yet um on xbox or anything like that crossfire x that looks pretty uh, I, I don't, I haven't played the game, but the campaign looks pretty cool. The suit looks cool. And then of course, um, yeah, there's fable. We'll talk about, we'll talk about fable at the end here, but, yeah. um, Crossfire X actually what it's being developed by remedy. Um, Crossfire X is a mobile game. No, is this, I think it's Crossfire X. It's a mobile game over in, I think it's a Chinese game, Devin. Correct me yep. if I'm wrong. It's huge um, in China. One of the big, it's one of the biggest games in the world. And Remedy is doing this single player portion for it, which looks super, super interesting. And I know I always complain that, oh, you're just shooting a lot of people. Um, but actually, like I like what Remedy has done recently. So I'm kind of more um, apt to try this out, especially because it's coming to Game Pass. So it's be like a no-brainer not to. Or it would be, I should just play it because it is coming, coming to Game Pass. Um, it's really late. So that, I thought it looks really cool. I'm excited to try it. I thought it looked, um, it was probably one of the more exciting looking titles that we saw. Devin, is this something you're going to jump into? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to check it out. It looked, it looked cool. I tried the technical alpha for the multiplayer. It wasn't very good, um, but that's made by a completely different studio. So, um, yeah, I mean, Remedy's making it. They announced it, I think, two years ago. Uh, yeah, I believe at least. So, yeah, it's been a long time. I, you know, honestly, I'm really surprised how much Remedy is getting done. 
um, because all the time when they were making games exclusively for Microsoft, they kept getting delays over and over again and couldn't manage to get a game out in like three years. So it's crazy how much they're doing now um, and how good they're doing it. So Yeah, I'm in. I'm excited for more control because that's an amazing game. Um, Gunk, the Gunk, I guess the name is the name of the game is the Gunk. is a really interesting looking title. It's very stylized. Yeah. It looks like you land on a planet. You have to go clean up the planet so plants can grow. Um, that title looked pretty interesting to me. I'm excited to see more of it um, because we all we had right now was kind of like, hey, go onto this island and, or this planet and go clean it up. So I'm excited to see more of that because that is a new IP. It's a brand new IP that we haven't seen of anymore. So I'm excited to try brand new IPs that do not just involve me shooting people in the head. So I'm excited for the gunk. Um, So they showed off the medium again. The medium is something that they showed off. When did they show this off? I don't think, was it during the Game Awards? Because I don't think it was during, um, I think it it was. They, They showed it off sometime last year. Yeah, they showed it off sometime last year. I don't think it was at E3, but this game looks trippy, right? So our protagonist is is a lady that is going, like, searching for something, and it seems like you're able to swap between dimensions, and there's, like, a light dimension, and then there's a freaky, like, hellscape dimension that you swap between. Like, I, I don't like creepy games, but this looked really interesting to me. So I think I might try it. Um, maybe I'll stream it, and we'll get live reactions of me screaming when i get scared <laughs> i'm interested to see if they're actually showing like because they showed both worlds side by side and so I'm like do you think that they're actually doing both side by side on the screen that you can see as it's going and i you don't move no i bet i stuff? bet they i bet they looked at the same cutscene type thing with uh well i mean it said your... it they were both being rendered rendered at the same time do you, so, do you remember maybe so, you maybe since you're a medium you can like yeah, that's you can how see you, both worlds. Maybe you're able to to kind of see and discern what people are really up to and what I, they're doing. I think it's going to be a Titanfall 2 situation where you can swap on the fly between the two dimensions. And mm-hmm. that's how you'll kind of solve puzzles. Like in this dimension, this is impassable. But if you go over here, you have to cut up this flesh wall that has been stitched together with a knife and it'll bleed all over you, but then you that can pass like, through. Yeah. <laughs> So that that'll be really interesting. I'm excited to to check what that is all about. So that should be pretty cool. Yep, going coming to Game Pass. All right. So I also JD. I'm excited about Dark Tide. Um, the Warhammer universe is super cool just because it's like it's insane. Like giant spaceships with giant monoliths, like Emperor Kings, like you know Space Marines that have four different stomachs and five different hearts, so that they can keep oh, yeah. on fighting. It's like, it's a weird, it's a cool universe. Like Warhammer is what most things are based off of in fantasy. Like without Warhammer or without Warhammer 40K, we would not have Warcraft. We would not have Starcraft. We would not have a lot of things that we do have. I mean, that's how old the IP is. It just goes way back. Oh, so yeah. um, so I'm excited to, yeah. I mean, more, ham- more Warhammer is always cool. All right. So let's talk about, Devin, what are you laughing at? I just tricked my daughter. She was asking for more screen time, and I clicked "Don't approve," but it still clicked. So she thought there she got more time, and she was like, "Yeah," and ran off. Only she's, so she's probably just now finding out that there's no more time. Yeah, so she's gonna come back in like thirty seconds. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, so she'll be back in thirty. All right, let's talk about Fable. Um, 
we know we we have known that Playground has been working on this for years, right? It's been rumored for a really long time. Last Two year years. we last year we were told by someone in the industry that it was not happening and it was a rumor, right? Liar, okay? Yeah, we'll call you a liar. You told us wrong. Um they've been working on this game for a really long time. I am surprised that we do not have more than just a pre-rendered trailer of a fairy flying around and getting eaten by a frog. I'm not surprised. You're not surprised? You you don't no, think they we have should to have build more than the this? entire team, right? So they started a second team to make this game, right? It's, it's supposed two to be years a huge ago. Yeah, 2 years ago it's supposed to be a huge epic game. How long did it take to make Anthem? Um they worked in that months. for 6 18, years. 18 months, six years. 18 months. <laughs> yes, true. 18 months is what they actually worked on it, but they were working on it for 6 years. Um so they want this game to be a huge mega success, right? They uh showed off that little teaser uh CGI, but that's supposed to be like the art direction, the way the game is supposed to look. Based upon what insiders have said uh, online was they were going to show just this little teaser it was just supposed to give you kind of an idea of where the art style is going to go right um i thought it was a hilarious teaser and i'm totally fine with it um you know because i want them to take their time and to make an amazing game so people online can shut up and stop complaining about everything that xbox studios do so well that that's never going to happen so that's a weird thing that you want to happen so i don't don't understand like i'm so tired of them whining about everything so I, calm down, all right, Xbox Ambassador Devin. I actually was not a fan of the teaser. Um, I know that, like, Fable was, like, jokey and had its, like, it had its own style of humor. It and it was very, that. it was very, no, it didn't. It was very British humor. <laughs> um, but, like, yeah, hilarious. Uh, I didn't. So we have the fairy going through and you're like, oh, okay, and then a frog eats her. And then if, like, if that's your trailer, like the tone of that game, like if you if you knew nothing about Fable, like what do you think that game is? Because there's a lot of people that know nothing about Fable. Yeah, but they didn't make that for the people who know nothing about Fable, right? No, so. this is the first time you are showing off a title. This yeah, is your first teaser to get people even, interested in a new title. Making it is because all the fans have been asking for it. So people that have been asking for it that's what they're making this game for. It's fan service. So they didn't make it for people who don't know about the game. They're doing this to show it off for people who play the games, who love Fable for what it is. And they're showing them, yes, we're making Fable. It's going in the same direction as we already had. And this is the art style. Well, as someone that has loved Fable and like borrowed a, like bought Fable, like followed the development of that game. Do you remember when they were talking about this game has been in development for for 10 years. If you plant a seed here, this tree will grow and all your decisions will matter, right? So I really, really like the Fable franchise. He does. (laughs) I really like the Fable franchise. But for someone that likes that franchise, like this trailer did nothing for me. I'm just like, I would almost rather have seen nothing than the trailer that I got. JD? Uh, I'm in the same boat. I like, I thought the trailer was funny. Um, but I'm I, I couldn't agree more with uh, with Stephen right now because uh, like look it even if it's fan service even if it's you know you know uh, they're doing it to you know bring it back and they're doing it for the fans and stuff like that like the reboot like it like the, the title is indicative of a reboot like there's it's not Fable Four it's yep. Fable 
and you know it's like a fresh start kind of and the whole thing is is that you know usually with a fresh start you got a fresh audience and if you're not taking that into account you're not doing your job right as a marketing representative you got to be aware of every audience or every everybody that could potentially want in on this and and it's like what we had fable three came out what i think my freshman year of college so almost 10 years ago now or like 10 years ago now and it's like i like there's an there's totally new gamers out there who have never played a single fable game in their life that probably watch you know the xbox game showcase and then just you know uh you have no idea what this is and it just seems like um, it, it just came across like a really like whimsical and silly game. And like for me, like I played, I played Fable, I played Fable 2, I played Fable 3. Fable 3 was easily the most whimsical of the bunch, but like I remember like just the like, uh, like some of the, the, the horror and emotional distress of 1 and 2 and even some of the darker moments of 3. Um, like it is it's not just that and i feel like if you're gonna you know return a franchise after a long time away you gotta show us what it's all about you gotta remind the audience that you still know what it's about uh even for the people that are returning because you know you got new people you got old people we need to know that you know the dance and you know the steps because otherwise we're not going to trust you on the dance floor and and how do you not go with the chicken right yeah like how do you not go with the chicken and you go with the frog and the fairy? Mike, Fable, does this, like, interested? Like, does it do anything for you? Um, It's in the realm of, like, fantasy stuff where you're like, okay, this could be a thing. I know nothing about it. I'm not invested in it. Um, okay, I, so I, you're, you're, like, a perfect case for our discussion here. As someone that knows nothing about Fable, like, does this trailer get you interested to know more or want to play more of this game? It, I definitely don't know what the game is. I don't know what the franchise is. I don't know if it's, if it's, I don't know what it is. I don't know if you're a frog and you're trying to eat fairies. I don't know if you're a fairy and you're trying to survive a frog. You do see like a town in the background. So it could be totally different. You could just be a human who's a blacksmith who builds weapons for people. Like I, I have no idea what this is or could be so as far I mean, as fire mike that's different show <laughs> okay different which show. is fine but so you know I, i'm not sure you know i don't know what what it is what it could be and but did it pique your interest not really i've heard the name fable around um but i don't know but as someone who doesn't really play video games does his opinion really count no <laughs> <laughs> wow and, and, prob and probably not i mean i mean everybody's opinion counts, halo right? sucks and is the worst thing on the planet so whatever yes, it, you know when you can't play a game it is definitely not fun to play it oh but. man <laughs> um so so after talking about all these games there is one thing that that was brought up in our discord when we were talking about um third or first party titles like comparing the titles that we saw here to the first party titles that Sony has, right? So Microsoft has been buying a ton of studios. They have 15 first party studios. And the discussion that we were, that we were having in the Discord is that it doesn't seem like, especially from the stuff that was shown today, that Microsoft does not have one of those first party titles that fills in the gap or fills in the space of an Uncharted or a Last of Us or a Horizon Zero Dawn, right? It, does it feel like to you guys that we're still missing that big budget triple A title game that it needs to really win over hardcore fans? 
Um, for me, I don't even when they have that right. I don't think it's going to make a difference, honestly. Um, people are still going to just going to complain about it. You know, uh, they they tried to do everything they could with Laura Croft and Tomb Raider, and you know, getting exclusives and all that stuff, and they just got torn apart on the internet for paying for an exclusive because they're Xbox. Um, when they're a okay with it, when it's Sony, but I think you know they're still. They only showed stuff from nine other fifteen studios, right? They have the initiative. We don't know what what they're making. Um, yeah. So I mean, that could be where that type of title comes from, um, and I think that that's totally fine. You know, I mean, one of the other things in the Discord was there there are different things, right? Like Sony can't make uh, you know a shooter game to save their life versus they make great you know first person single player stories. There's no doubt about it. They make great, great story games. Um, and that's that's what they do. But that also took them, you know, 10 plus years to get to the point to where they could do that stuff. So, yeah. I mean, we can't just be like, oh, hey, you know, Sony does amazing. Yeah, they, they're amazing now, but their games sucked 10 years ago, right? There's, they were nothing special, nothing to write home about uh, 10 years ago. And it takes a lot of time and effort to get to that point. And I think that's what Microsoft is trying to do is give the developers the freedom and the choice and the time and money to be able to make the games they want to be able to make these big type of titles. Um, but I mean, it is missing obviously because people talk about it. So we'll see whenever it, it finally does come out, but I don't think we're going to see anything like that for probably two years at the earliest. Yeah. I, I do think one of the nice things about this generation is with, with the ability to play all of these games on the Xbox that you own, or coming to PC or coming to xCloud in September, like the ability to play these games and play Sony games if you own that console has just become so much easier, correct? Like previously, like especially with kids growing up, usually it's like, hey, this is the box you get. This is the box that you'll defend with your life on the internet, right? Mm -hmm. With the ability to get Game Pass on PC, xCloud, it just, it like brings those barriers down to where most people can own both consoles and enjoy both things. Like, hey, you can have your Last of Us, you can have your Ghost of, Tush of Tsushima, and you can go play these titles over here via Game Pass and get access to Halo, get access to Fable whenever it releases. So hopefully, and this probably won't ever happen because it's the internet and people love to plant their flags on the plastic box that they buy. That's just what the internet does. And those are the, like, those people aren't the people that we're talking to anyway, right? We enjoy talking to sane people that enjoy video games no matter where you play it. Like Devin loves to play the part of the Xbox ambassador, but it just seems like it's going to get so much easier in order to play games everywhere yep. it, so like even if xbox does not have those third part those third person first party um games like we can still go play spider-man on the playstation right it just makes that decision to me i think a little bit easier to be like like for me i'm gonna buy a playstation 5 i don't need to buy a series x because i'm gonna play everything on it on my pc because i have an awesome pc i don't need to spend the money for a series x like, I would love to, like, but I don't need to. So I'm just going to be like, hey, I'm just going to enjoy, you know, all these video games from everywhere because now it's just easier to make that decision. Because previously, it'd be like, nope, you ha in order to play Halo Infinite, you have to buy an Xbox. 
you know, and then, you know, with kids, with money and everything being tight, it's like, well, now I have to make a choice and I have to be like those people on the internet. And now I have to defend my bad choice if I made a bad choice. But now it just seems like it just makes it easier to play the games that you want, no matter where you are, as long as you purchase a new, you know, at least one of the next gen consoles. So yep. that's my thought on the subject. Rebuttal, comment, dissertations. Uh, no, go ahead, Judy. I, I was just, I was just going to say that like, you know, yeah, like all those, uh, all those games that were mentioned, uh, you know, like Horizon Zero Dawn or, you know, Spider-Man God of War, you know, like PS4 killed it with exclusives. And I, I have never, you know, hit from that fact or tried to deny it in any way, shape or form. But the, 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 the big thing is, is that I like, yeah, like Xbox doesn't have that. Like, and there's been a lot of, you know, canceled titles that, you know, had the potential to be that like i'm sure we all remember scale bound and how that went um but the like the whole thing is that spider-man ps4 it's not just a really good game it's probably one of the best spider-man stories out there and um like devin you you finally you finally got through all that right yeah yeah i played through most of it already yeah okay yeah so it's it's one of the best spider-man stories like ever told like in any form of media. I think it's second only to into the Spider-Verse for me personally. Uh, other people might disagree. But the whole thing is that it's it's locked behind that exclusivity uh, to PS4. Like uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, also on PS4. I know a lot of people who heard about how good it, how good it was, really wanted to play it. Um, and it's like there are all these amazing games with amazing journeys, um, just amazing narratives that are just being locked behind, um, you know, console barriers for no other reason aside from just sell more boxes and it kind of feels like it, it, it feels like we're on the verge like with xbox it feels like we're finally on the on the verge of like the video game equivalent of we all have cars and we're all allowed to drive on the same road as opposed to like you can't drive on this road because you bought volvo okay yeah. like it, it, it's, it's crazy to me how this is, uh, how, like, I get why it used to be a thing, but now it's like, you know, technology's more open. There's, you know, we're advancing in a certain way. Like, I, I, I'm really excited that, like, yeah, like, Xbox doesn't have any of that, but they do have this philosophy that is making their work and their games more available to anything. And what's going to, you know, sell their stuff better than availability? Like, it's, it's simple. Like, Horizon Zero Dawn, like, you know what, it's going to make a bunch of money now it's going to PC, but it only had so much potential being locked yep. to PS4. And that's why they have to sign the exclusivity contracts with like the bonuses and things like that. Cause they have to be like, we know you're not going to make as much, but we're going to pay you that difference to keep it just for us. Yeah. The barriers are coming down. So shall we go over our predictions for, since we did uh, predictions for our show for the Xbox showcase? I think um, we can just say Mike won because he, you know. No, I want to talk about it. All right. So, so let's talk about the predictions here. All right. So prediction number one, Steve said that there would be two Halo games announced and there was only one announced. Um, I was hoping for maybe another one. That would have been cool if there was. So I will get zero points for that. Devin said that there would free to play Halo multiplayer would be announced. Um, they also, they, they didn't mention multiplayer. About, I mean, they mentioned that they're going to talk about it in the future. That's All right. And then Mike says Halo goes cross-platform. Technically, he's correct because it's on Xbox and PC. So we'll give Mike one point for but, that. Don't but I got the point. <laughs> Shut up. 
<laughs> All right, predictions number two. So Steve said there would be four new IPs announced from first-party developers. Um, I was really surprised that there were not more new IPs announced. Like, I think we had three um, new IPs, but I don't even know if there are first-party developers. Like, the Gunk is not first-party developer. Um, I forget who made the Gunk, but that's not first-party as Dusk Falls is Interior Night, and that's not first party. The only new first party IP that we got was Avowed from Obsidian. It's also surprising that we saw nothing of Battletoads and nothing of Cuphead. All right, so Steve gets more stuff for that one. next month, right? So yeah, that's true. They don't want to show um, everything in one show. Devin says three new studio acquisitions. Um, no acquisitions announced this time. Um, Mike said there will be an indie vampire game. Indiana Jones vampire game. So zero that's, on this one. No, no that's vampire one game. that I would play. So yeah, no right. vampire game. I should have chose zombies. I would have won. Yeah, you <laughs> always go with zombies or pirates, and then your anthem territory. All right, um, number three. Steve says no price point will be given. So I'll go ahead and take my points for that one. Uh, and then, um, <laughs> no, uh, read the full oh. thing. <laughs> okay, no price point given, and they will announce a release date. So no release date. They're still waiting for Sony to budge on that one. All right, Devin says Coalition will announce a new IP. Coalition was not even mentioned. I guess their <laughs> logo was up there, but um, they're still working on stuff. And then Mike says there will be a Harry Potter game. Yeah, I wonder when we're going to see that Harry Potter game. I was actually August, thinking that... supposedly. You think August? I was actually like hoping for that low-key, um, hey, we just acquired all the WB stuff because um, there was that rumor that was going around. But right. that well, I knew been when, they, when they said it's only going to be games, we're not talking any other business, that that was, you know, most of my stuff was out of, out of you know, the picture. So, but that's next month, right? After Sony caves and announces the price and release date, then Microsoft will undercut them. And no. <laughs> So congratulations, Mike, for winning the uh, prediction contest with one point. Because it always seems like our predictions only like end up with one point, and everyone else is like throwing up goose eggs. But it's the old uh, it's the old uh, Price is Right strategy. One dollar, one dollar. I, pr- I predict that Devin will not change his name by the next episode. All right. So everyone, thank you so much for hanging out with us on episode one hundred and thirty-two of the Freelancer Codex podcast. Everyone in chat, thanks for hanging out. SJ, sorry that you could not get the stream working. I'm sure you'll hear this afterwards. But thank you, everyone. Thanks for the drunk Superman for the subs. Kitty T, <laughs> thanks for hanging out. Fajin, thanks for lurking all the time. Um, yeah, and Intel Rusted, thanks for hanging out as well. I know it's like either super late or super early wherever um, Rusted's at at the time. They're eight hours ahead of us. They're eight hours ahead of us, so it's super early in the morning for Rusted over in Japan. So everyone, thank you so much for hanging out with us on the Freelancer Codex. Again, you can write into the show, freelancercodex at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter. We're always there. Catch our streams early in the morning. Catch our streams Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. Monday, Wednesday, Thursday? Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Devin will be playing FPS. Is Devin, are you going to put together a Halo video? Of what? I don't know. Of covering like the stuff that you saw today, pointing out all these you know tiny little details that only Devin would find. Um, I don't know. I mean, I could put up the video where I went thirty-three and one, but <laughs> I guess you could do that. Um, check out Devin's videos where he's actually teaching people how to be better at FPSs. Those should be coming soon-ish? Question mark. We'll see. Katie's okay, fun. Uh, I'm working on the next one for Halo. Yep, because that's all I'm really playing right now for first person shooter. So, 
getting ready for that halo stuff all right and until next time everyone um be good to each other stay safe um and just be nice all right we'll catch you later thank you for listening to the freelancer codex a podcast brought to you by the shut up and respawn network follow us at freelancer codex on twitter or twitch send emails to freelancercodex at gmail.com or voice messages to anchor.fm slash freelancercodex slash message. We wish to thank all of our Patreons. We are grateful for you all.